0: Ohio recommends school this fall be in person, with unvaccinated students wearing masks. The Department of Veterans Affairs makes it mandatory for all health care workers to be vaccinated against the coronavirus, and that includes a lot of people in Cleveland. And former House Speaker Larry Householder was so bent on preserving a corrupt bailout of First Energy Corporation that he'd come up with a plan to subvert those seeking to let voters abolish it. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Tuesday, July 27th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. With children heading back to school within weeks in some districts, the Ohio Department of Health announced Monday its recommendations that children in elementary, middle, and high schools should be in-person, in classrooms, full-time this fall, with unvaccinated students wearing masks. The state does not plan to issue school mandates, just guidance, Beyond the mask recommendation, the state urges schools to regularly clean and maintain their heating, air conditioning, and ventilation systems and encourage proper hand washing with children kept three to six feet apart. The U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs will make COVID 19 vaccines mandatory for doctors and other healthcare personnel who work in Veterans Health Administration facilities, visit those facilities, or provide direct care to those the VA serves. That, of course, includes the huge Lewis Stokes Cleveland VA Medical Center. The VA serves 111,000 veterans across Northeast Ohio, operating in 18 locations, including 13 outpatient clinics. There are 5,497 health care system employees in the region. The list of affected VA healthcare workers includes dentists, podiatrists, optometrists, registered nurses, physician's assistants, expanded function dental auxiliaries, and chiropractors. The VA is taking this step to keep the veterans it serves safe. In recent weeks, the VA lost four employees to COVID-19, and none of them were vaccinated. Former Ohio House Speaker Larry Householder had a legislative Plan B ready in the event that a campaign seeking to repeal the notoriously corrupt House Bill 6 was successful at getting the nuclear bailout bill before voters for a statewide vote. He was going to declare that the $1 billion bailout was actually a $1 billion tax. That's according to court records filed last week as part of the deal First Energy Corporation made with the U.S. Justice Department to avoid being criminally prosecuted. In the filings, First Energy officials say that householder was prepared to pass a bill declaring the bailout a tax, going against the no-new-taxes sacred cow of Republican politics to try to foil the referendum campaign, which at the time was trying to collect the hundreds of thousands of signatures needed to make the ballot. The Ohio Constitution says that unlike other laws, laws creating new tax levies cannot be repealed. The bailout was funded by a new charge on Ohioans' electricity bills, replacing a different one that paid for energy efficiency and renewable energy programs. Social media is buzzing over the Cleveland Indians' choice of the Guardians' name, since a Cleveland roller derby team already bears the moniker and the website. At www.clevelandguardians.com, you get a page about a men's flat-track roller derby travel team with a logo of a winged, helmeted man resembling the Guardians of Traffic from the Hope Memorial Bridge. An effort to trademark the name Cleveland Guardians was made in 2020. That application, though, was submitted to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office by a sporting goods business, not the Roller Derby Club. The period for objections to that application opened just this month. The Indians might have worked out an agreement with the Cleveland Guardians Roller Derby team over the name. Neither team was talking on Monday. Even if there is no agreement, the duplicated name may not matter for a variety of reasons, according to Andrew Geronimo, a law lecturer and director of the First Amendment Clinic at the Case Western Reserve University School of Law. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine said Monday that he was told well before the resignation of Sam Randazzo his pick is the state top utilities watchdog, that Randazzo's company received a $4.3 million payment that the company later admitted was a bribe. DeWine, speaking at a news conference, said he was told in October of 2020 by his then chief of staff, Laurel Dawson, about the payment, though he later said he didn't remember the exact date. Randazzo served as chair until he resigned November 20th, days after the FBI raided his Columbus home and news reports emerged about a $4.3 million payment for First Energy to the company that Randazzo controlled. The governor emphasized that he did not know about the payment when he appointed Randazzo as the PUCO chair in February 2019, though he was warned by consumer and environmental groups about Randazzo's close ties to First Energy. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer.